made a decision when I was 12 years of age, I want to be a professional rugby player. Yeah, so Lemur is the company I started um, before I even really finished playing professional rugby. I came up with the idea when I was still playing in Gloucester. You're not going to become a top five, 1% podcaster after your first month or your second month or your third month. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of consistency. That's all motivation for me because like shit, what I'm saying is correct. What I'm doing is the right path to do and has been backed up by the marketplace and not just my own confirmation bias. But I had that belief and vision and, you know, against whatever odds are put a place in front of you and people saying, you're not good enough. You can't do it. The naysayers, as it were, as, as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, don't listen to the naysayers, you know. And it's been the exact same in this um, journey I'm on right now. Hey, hope you're keeping well. I'm Brian Moylet, former rugby player, now high performance mindset coach. And welcome to the pod. This podcast is about well-being and high performance, and in it you will learn how you can be happier, more fulfilled, and more successful in what you're doing. I recently wrote the book on how you become a pro rugby player, Forward by Robbie Henshaw, which went to number one in the charts, and you can get this now on Amazon and Audible, with the links in the show notes. Please connect with me now over on social media, at Brian Moylet, at Offfield Rugby, and my website is offfieldrugby.com. If you enjoy the pod, please subscribe to it and leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening now. And also, you can send it on some friends. Would really appreciate that. All right, we'll get into today's episode. Cheers. Hey, over keep well. Today I'm chatting with Shane Monaghan, former rugby player who played with Leinster Connacht, Rotherham, Gloucester, Munster, and now founder and ceo of lamore so i suppose first up uh, cheers jump, yeah cheers jumping on shane um chat to me about lamore um well firstly i pronounce it lemur, lemur. <laughs> my bad yeah no it's all right it's all right you're not the first it's a bit like um nike or nike or adidas or adidas you know uh, i don't really mind as long as people are saying it yeah, so Lemur is the company I started um, before I even really finished playing professional rugby. I came up with the idea when I was still playing in Gloucester, December 2014, after a quick conversation with my dad. Um, he was a voluntary group from my home da- hometown of Drogheda in uh, Ireland. That's on the east coast of Ireland for our international listeners here. And he was in the Drogheda City Status Group, voluntary group, wanted to get the word out. Uh, about what they were doing, found it quite difficult um, to do it via traditional social media and traditional media in terms of writing to newspapers and that kind of thing and was asking me for some advice or help of how to get the word out there. And I suggested to him that he and the group start a podcast. And his initial answer to that suggestion was, what is a podcast? And that is like most people back in 2014. Uh, they didn't even know what the word meant. So I explained to him what a podcast was, showed him some examples. He thought it was an incredible idea. And then he said, Shane, how do I do it? So you would know well now at this stage what it takes. There's a lot of work, a lot of, of, of equipment, a lot of setup. 
know, headphones, microphone, software, editing, so on and so forth, when he heard what it entailed to get started, he said, um, too much information, I'm not interested. So we went from amazing idea to not interested within seconds of hearing an explanation of the work. So um, that's when I got the initial seed of an idea saying, wow, imagine there was an app for someone like my dad or anyone. They could open it up, say what they wanted to say, hit share, and they were done. So uh, a great design phrase came to my mind as well, less is more. Uh, remove those barriers to entry, and that's where the name Lemur comes from, L-I-M-O-R, less is more. And um, that was the beginning. And then I was still playing for another 12 months or so in rugby, but started diving into the industry and the genre and the technology of podcasts circa 2014 and identified a lot of problems. One, the first one, the barriers to entry, like my dad um, encountered. How do I solve that? And then numerous other issues in terms of search is really bad, you know, um, analytics really bad and one major thing as well is um we're in the era of social media and podcasts are not social they're essentially still radio you know i create i talk you listen and that's it so i started um the journey of deciding how am i going to solve these problems i'm also a qualified product designer uh, which i got while i was in my uh, leinster academy days in dublin in dit and great design comes from solving problems and started identifying those problems and then started the journey of fixing them and it's been a long journey uh, a lot of money raised to get to the point we're at now but thankfully my faith and predictions of where the podcast market was headed and where it was going to go have come to pass in terms of the explosion of the adoption of uh, podcasting and um, the issues that I encountered back in 2014 are more or less still there, which is great for me because we've solved those problems and issues with uh, the Lemur Toolkit and the platform we have now is an incredible platform and we're very excited for where the, the future is going to take us. Cool. And I'm sure you still probably get that a lot, do you, of people not knowing how to start or being overwhelming or like everyone, lots of people have ideas to start podcasts, but not many do. Oh, massive. It hasn't changed at all, really. And that's the crazy thing. It's great for me because the opportunity is still there uh, from a, a, a product um, opportunity and business opportunity. And it is very interesting to see like when things opened up last year um lockdowns and all that carry on started going away thankfully uh, i was able to get in person and test the the latest version of the app which we developed over um the lockdowns and that issue as you mentioned was still there and we identified very quickly as as much as the consumption rate is going through the roof in terms of listeners around the world there's 465 million listeners worldwide now which is a huge number and the creation of podcasts is not keeping up with the pace of the market growth so there's only 5 million podcasts globally which is absolutely incredible to think of um and of them 25% of those podcast creators have only made one episode um, so it's multifaceted 
as to why people don't get started. Um, we did find as well that normal, I say normal people, the customer base, the listeners themselves don't yet see the need to start a podcast yet or have the want to really start a podcast yet. Whereas business owners and uh, entrepreneurs, uh, organizations, et cetera, really do because they see the value in it. Um, so that's that was an interesting thing to, to, to find out um, last year in particular. So we've evolved our business model for that. But um, we've we found then, as you said, the issue of getting started, how do I get started? One is the the, the knowledge, it just isn't there. And that's, again, what helped us pivot our, our business um, model this year. We have a thing called Lemur Enterprise, which is focused mainly on the businesses. It provides the toolkit, but it also provides the training or the upskilling or the support to those people because it's quite overwhelming uh, for a lot of people before they get started. Um, so like my dad, most people are like my dad, which is incredible. Whether it's a business owner or an individual, they, they love the idea of it, but they just skim the surface and find out what's required and it just stops them from getting started in the first place. So um, it's it's our mission to make it easy for everyone to get started and then not just get started to maintain because a lot of people start and they drop off very, very quickly as that stat shows 25% of people make one podcast and of those 5 million podcasters, there's only 750,000 have made 10 or more episodes um which is which is a crazy stat so yeah so that's 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 what i found as i said it's the education piece and knowing how to get started is an issue uh, when they do get started having a plan and structure um is a great quote we use whenever we're pitching either to future customers or, or that we say plans are nothing planning is everything and that's a dwight dwight d eisenhower quote for the historians out there former president of the united states and he was the uh, head of Allied Command for World War II with the invasion of Europe, etc., which is so true. And, it come, and it's absolutely necessary for podcasting is you have to have a plan if you want to have a chance of having a successful podcast. And that applies across to everything, whether it's business, sport, uh, coaching like yourself. You have to have a plan and people don't recognize or, or understand how important that is for podcasting. I think with podcasting, with anything, is continuing it on. Like you say about people doing one episode, doing less than 10 episodes, and people get all the excitement, enthusiasm at the start of anything, be it even training or something, but then you have to be in it for the long run. Yeah, um, and, and that is it. Like you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, people come up with the idea, oh, this is great, I want to start a podcast. And they don't actually understand what it entails to, to get started. And like the comparison you use there for training, I often use that as well. When I explain to people, it's like people go, oh, I want a six-pack. So they join the gym. And then a week or two weeks into training, they don't have a six-pack yet. And they go, this training stuff doesn't work. So they give up and it's the same with podcasting. You're not going to become a top five, 1% podcaster after your first month or your second month or your third month. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of consistency 
one of the most important things in life, full stop. And uh, that's why the plan is so important at the beginning, because that helps you to hit all those targets. And also, um, it makes you pick a genre or a subject or something that you're actually interested in, which is so necessary to be consistent and to do it because Roy, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort, but I enjoy it. And that's what gets most people through um, the the slog as it were. So that is a big thing that um, I've learned. We talk with our customers about and explain that to them. And that's that support side of it is, it's very necessary. You know, it's very similar to what you do in terms of coaching, whether that's someone in the gym or someone on the rugby field or whatever. It's that guidance, that help, that holding hand. As like myself, yourself, come from professional rugby background, you know how to go into the gym and do a session. You know how to do it. But often it's better to have someone with you, a training partner or a coach, to support you, give you guidance, to encourage you, uh, keep you accountable. Um, and that's all stuff that is very necessary to be a successful podcaster as well. Yeah, 100%. How did you find finishing up rugby, transitioning out of being a professional rugby player and starting up the company? Um, it was, I don't want to say easily, but it was quite seamless for me um, because I suppose my career path wasn't your normal career path for most kind of people who quote unquote make it in rugby. You know, I had already been in a position where people are saying, Oh, you're, you're finished as a rugby player. What are you going, what are you going to do now? You're retired. And that was after I left Connacht. So, you know, I understood that, um, your career can be over at any time as well. The injuries aspect of it. I always had that in the back of my mind. Um, never, of course, doubted or had any less belief in myself as a as a, a rugby player but you always have to have um that plan in the back of your head if something doesn't go right so i kind of had that framework in my mind um was always interested in business and entrepreneurship i come from an entrepreneurial um family like my dad was an entrepreneur um my grandfather so that was kind of I suppose in my blood in, in that regard and then I had the idea for Lemur as well which I got while I was still playing and it was something that I genuinely believed in and was excited about and that's often one of the big issues for guys retiring is they don't have anything that they're excited about or believe in that they want to do and they're trying to find that so I was lucky in that sense in that I had something that I was working on before I even retired and then um, when that did ultimately happen, I finished in Gloucester and was uh, with Munster for a World Cup cover in 2015. Mentally, more than anything, I was burnt out from the rugby and fed up with the kind of political side of it more so than the, the, the physical and playing. I still loved playing rugby. I didn't enjoy all the other shit that went with it. And... um, I had it in the back of my mind that if, if it did finish i'm going to do lemur and that's ultimately what happened so i was very lucky in that regard and i'm still doing it now so i still have the passion and the love for it and it's very similar people ask me that like you know what's it like being an entrepreneur what's it like running your own business and what's the journey like for lemur and it's very similar to the rugby very very similar in that 
it's high high risk high high reward uh, lots of ups and downs um but still have my eye on the goal my mount everest of where i know this can go and that's what keeps me going and what keeps me excited and as i said to you there like there is progress obviously in my own business massively but the marketplace has caught up with the vision so when i started lemur people didn't even know what a podcast was and i'm talking about social audio which is years beyond that so that's all that's all motivation for me because like shit what i'm saying is correct what i'm doing is the right path to do and has been backed up by the marketplace and not just my own confirmation bias and it was great this year uh, we exhibited at the podcast show in london which is the biggest podcast event in europe and it's only the second year that they've had this event that'll tell you how early the market is really it's kind of essentially like it's web summit for podcasts that's what it is and so we are exhibiting at that and we blew people's minds when we actually told them what we did and how we worked and like we'd some big big media institutions speaking with us who want to have meetings and because essentially i would liken it what we're doing is essentially what social media did to traditional media back in the day so you went mm-hmm. into you know the irish times or the sunday times and they go listen we've got this thing called social media you need to start using this and this is how it can help your business and they're like what are you talking about we're the media we don't need this social media thing and we're doing that with podcasts. It's the same conversation. We're going to traditional podcasters and saying, there's this thing called Lemur. It's social audio. This is how it can help and complement your podcast. And it literally blows their minds because <laughs> they're like, no, this is how podcasting is done. And I go, yes, that's how it's done. And that's how it's been done for the last 20 years. This is called evolution. <laughs> so um, you can either stick with what you're doing now or you can hop on the train and be part of the journey and expand and, and use the tools that are available. So that's very exciting. And getting the response, as I said, the, the, the confirmation from independent bodies, people who know the industry inside out, and they're, they're going, this is incredible. So getting that from people who's not me is great. you know. So that's the kind of long, long way around of saying how I got started and why I'm still doing it now, you know? that the belief and passion and enjoyment yeah brilliant and a couple of different things there but it's so true what you say about it being similar to rugby and i remember that at the very start when i was going to start a podcast or when i did start one start this podcast i remember the i remember knowing that a lot of people oh i want to start a podcast but never do Oh, I want to do this, but never do. And I hate those. I, that's the last thing I ever want to be is one of those people who, who create one episode. Like I, I would, I would hate to be that person. So I remember when I was starting it, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, this is going to be successful or I'm, cause I'm not going to stop. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I've work ethic, discipline, all this stuff, all the stuff that you need as a rugby player so i remember at day one when i announced it being like there's nerves but i remember kind of like feeling that challenge and being really excited about it about the challenge because once again there's no one talking to me saying oh he's going to fail this that or the other but i remember like 
being excited about proving people wrong or you know because I just knew it was like oh who's this person you know just that because mm. I was like oh here we go um and it's yeah it's so similar yeah and it's it, it's it's true and it's that uh, whether it's actual people saying it to you in terms of that accountability or yourself you have that within you because you're obviously a professional rugby background but to have that accountability say it's public now I've told people I'm going to do this so I'm going to do it and you say be successful in it and the opportunity as well and and you know it's it's one thing I know I probably know the podcast industry and definitely the social audio industry better than I probably knew rugby when I was playing at this stage around the statistics and all that side of it you know but to become so the opportunity to become a top one percent podcaster is absolutely insane when you break down Mm. the numbers so as we touched on it's very difficult to get started with podcasting but it's even more difficult to be consistent and to keep at it okay but if you do the opportunity is insane so there I, I would liken a podcast like an Instagram profile or a LinkedIn profile. It's a social media profile. So on Instagram, you can have hundreds of Im- images on your profile. You can have hundreds of episodes of a podcast, but it's essentially one profile. The difference is there's 2 billion Instagram profiles globally. There's only 5 million podcasts. So straight away, less competition. And then when you break it down, who's actually creating podcasts consistently of any amount is ridiculously small so even less competition so the average podcast gets around 141 downloads a month over 30 days and if you get 50,000 downloads over 30 30 days you're a top one percent podcaster globally so like to become a top one percenter on instagram you need millions of likes to become a top one percenter on on podcasting is so achievable it's incredible. So that in itself is a reason why you need to get started with doing podcasts if if that's something you want to achieve, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just um have a bit to go yet to be the one percent, but I'm, I'm doing way better than the average anyway. Oh no, hundred um, percent. But but that's it. You are yeah, yeah. you've already beaten the uh, the, the the stats of the beginning, the majority. You've beaten twenty five percent of the world's podcasters already. You know, yeah, yeah. So they're they're very achievable goals on the consistency side. If I was looking at your guests as well, you have some very interesting uh, characters. I know a few of them. Um, I'll have to go back and listen to them uh, after this. But yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's great to complement what you're doing outside of um podcasting too. And that's another brilliant thing about podcasts as well. They just they are just one of the reason why they're exploding because they're just so complimentary. They're just so good and uh, great for networking as well you know it's the first time we've ever spoken thanks for the podcast you know so it's brilliant yeah and um you mentioned that so what's the difference social audio traditional podcast just explain to me that the difference there yeah so um to liken it again a very helicopter view essentially what we've done with lemur is what instagram did for images and tiktok did for video so it allows you to create instant audio anywhere, anytime from your phone in short form or long form content. So for this, what we're doing right now will be classed as a traditional podcast. 
So we've arranged, you reach out to me in DMs and say, can you meet me next Sunday at this time? We'll sit down for an hour. We'll have a conversation. It's probably going to be around an hour long. You'll take this away. You'll do all the editing. You'll do all the work, the post-production. You'll promote it, so on and so forth. So that's a traditional podcast. This format, more or less the same as it was 15 years ago. Hasn't changed, hasn't evolved. What social audio is, what we're doing with Lemur, is breaking that mold. So now you don't need to have a studio. You don't need to have all the equipment. All you need is your phone, which is your studio, which you take with you anywhere in general you go. It's with you at all times. The app itself, the technology of Lemur, the toolkit, is like, as I mentioned, what Instagram did for pictures. It's for voice. So you create a profile. You create a following who are voice followers who are there to listen to what you have to say. So when you're in... Um, in coaching your team, you can literally call over one of the players and say, listen, I want to record a conversation with you over coffee in the dressing room. They come over, you record a conversation, but it doesn't need to be an hour long. It can literally be three minutes long. It could be five minutes long. It'd be 60 seconds, but it's recorded instantly published straight away. So it's the speed, it's the convenience. It's on your lemur profile, but then that link, that cast can be shared across all your social media. It can be shared in WhatsApp groups. It can be shared in emails. People can click that link and instantly listen. They don't need the app to, to listen to the content, so it doesn't affect listenership and growth. Um, but what's beautiful about Lemur is a major issue, as we mentioned, with traditional podcasts, they're not interactive. They're not social. Lemur is a social audio platform, which means people can engage and be interactive with your voice and audio and podcast content so they can like it. They can recast it, which is our internal is the equivalent of a retweet or a re-X, maybe. I don't know what you call them now, seeing as Elon has changed the name of the platform. Um, you can share it, share the links, listen to this, Brian, this is a great cast from Shane. Or, which is really cool, you can leave a voice comment. So you can talk directly with your listeners on Lemur, sparking real conversation. It's the equivalent of voice notes in WhatsApp but public with the world. So if you share this cast, potentially in the future, you never know, you might have a Lemur profile on Lemur. I can leave you a voice comment saying, listen, Brian, it was an absolute pleasure. Great speaking with you. You can reply to that, to me. And then you never know, you might get, let's say, name drop. Ian Madigan might come in and leave a voice comment under that and say, Jesus, this is great, lad. Brian, what's the story? We need. We should have a chat. Boom. And everyone else can listen to that. So that's the social audio aspect of it which takes it to a completely different level and it breaks the mold in that content creation as i mentioned you don't need to do the traditional hour long it can be a two minute three minute it can be a conversation starter so for an example one of our interns uh in lemur oh, it's a while ago now about a year year and a half ago did a great cast it literally goes on he goes guys i love coffee every morning i get up i grind the beans i boil the water i mix it. i love the smell it gets me going for the day i love americano what's your morning coffee routine and what's your favorite coffee? And that was it. And then he got about 20 comments below. Oh, I love espresso or I love, I love uh, latte and this is what I do. It was a conversation starter. So it, it changes the dynamic of voice content creation, but you get all the benefits of podcasting with it. And it allows you complement it. So you know the work that it takes to create this show. But it means uh, you can record like what, what, do you talk about when you're not podcasting? 
what are those conversations you have mm-hmm. or off the cuff moments when you bump into let's say you're in you're in New Zealand now you bump into the rock in Wellington Dwayne the rock Johnson and you go he goes oh rock can you be in my studio next week at five o'clock for a podcast chance of that happening probably not going to happen but you could say listen could you say hello to everyone on the Brian Mola podcast fan base Brian the rock and smell what you're cooking it could be 20 seconds but you have that audio and you can instantly share it so it's essentially that toolkit that's what social audio is and we're building it for where the future is going in terms of all voice technology. People don't realize what's happening now. All aspects of voice tech. So voice activated technology, your smart speakers, your smartphones, speaking to them. Voice AI, voice machine learning. Um, Microsoft bought a company called Nuance beginning of last year for $19.7 billion. It's a speech recognition company. They're not buying that for the crack. They're buying it because they know where the market and technology is going. It's all going to be voice. And the voice commerce aspect of it is an absolute game changer as well. So you go from cash to card to voice, buying and selling via voice content and voice technology because it's the quickest, most efficient form of communication that there is. Um, and it's the most effective from an advertisement and a marketing perspective. All the stats are in now with the explosion of podcasting. They have the science, they have the statistics to show that it is the most effective form of marketing you can do, most effective form of communication you can have from a digital perspective, best attention span, and now with Lemur, best interaction. So there's a helicopter, about eight years of R&D crammed into that little speech class oh you're on one you're on to one um yeah you're on to a good one that's uh no that makes makes perfect sense to me and um because it's and when you were talking i was like oh kind of like a a voice note but it goes out but you know and uh, like yeah. a whatsapp voice note and then and then you said it i was like that's exactly what i was thinking and everyone people love voice notes and I was also, you know, I was, I have an Instagram profile um, and I'm not, I don't really particularly like Instagram that much, but I understood it was important for me to do what I want to do, like to coach people, to market my book or just, you just got to be on there. Um, uh, but podcast was the one that I wanted to do you know I was like oh I want to start a podcast I never was like oh I want to start sharing content on Instagram but I just know that it's a necessary part of it mm. and then TikTok I just put the reels from that I make from Instagram onto TikTok as well but podcast is what I love enjoy and then writing books and coaching people but the voicing and it's funny I I thought about that with Instagram, just like talking into my stories, but I just don't really like it that much, you know, yeah. like put, putting the camera on, open up stories and just talk into it. And that's very similar. And it's not to say then that it's, there's lots of similar things on, on social media is like you can put uh, something up on your story. You can also tweet the same wording. You can also have a Facebook um, status as the same wording. So it's not to say that similar c- means that it doesn't work. It, you know, so 
Yeah, that's one thing. It's very interesting you're saying that, that uh, a month or two ago, three months ago, sometime quite recently, I was thinking that I would like to be more active in updating people about things. And yeah, just having a quick chat or a quick voice, like a voice note. But yeah. I the way I thought was that I would sit in my car and just and talk it and it, when something came to me that I would as I said open up my Instagram story and just talk into it and I've done that a bit but I just there's something about it that I don't love whereas <laughs> me yeah. like like you say a voice note or something like that you're onto one and I'll be I'll be setting up a profile when we get off here um because Brilliant. yeah I love the idea of that there you and go and they can give you the, some complimentary uh coaching lemur social audio coaching along the way as well legend and uh chat to me about then um the so sharing so then what's the sharing part like you have a lemur profile the way of an instagram profile or a twitter profile and then you mentioned sharing across other platforms yeah. what, what so, does that work uh, that that's it yeah so We've, we've taken all the best aspects of existing social media from a functionality standpoint and applied it to Lemur app and the technology. So we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not retraining people how to use the functionality of the tool, but the foundation of it is voice and audio. So you set up a profile on Lemur, you can register a profile for free like you would on Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter, and you can build a following there. But you don't need to have a following for people on the app for people to listen to it so like that you can create a, a cast and lemur you publish it will publish in your lemur profile but then you'll have the share option like you'll have a share option on linkedin or facebook or whatever it is and you can copy the link take that link and say you have an email list with two thousand people on it you can then paste that link share to those two thousand people they'll open the email click the link they can listen to it in the browser straight away um, and obviously you can do your call to action by the way guys if you like what you're listening to and you'd like to leave me a voice comment you can talk to me directly by setting up a lemur profile and giving me a follow and then you can build up your following but their voice followers incredibly powerful so um coming back to the voice commerce side of it podcast consumers listeners outspend their peers by as much as 175 percent that's peers as in people who watch videos, people who look at or consume other f- forms of content. So each one of those followers is like 175% more valuable because they're there to listen, to hear what you're saying because they're invested in you. They trust what you have to say. And now would Lemur talk to you as well. So really good for book sales. Guys, I'm going to read the first chapter of my book and share it with you. Here you go. And at the end of it, you go, by the way, if you really like that, you can get the full book on Amazon.com or whatever the case may be. So there's there's a, a quick example of how you can use it. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I'll be set, I'll set up a profile. And um, yeah, just for people listening, I did actually do that. I read the first chapter of the book. I released it because I was doing the audio book. I put it as a podcast. But um, I when I was recording the audiobook for Audible and stuff, I just was, uh, yeah, I did that. I just put it as a podcast episode, um, gave that out. And then, yeah, I don't know, it's 20 episodes ago or something, the audiobook. Good man. But the, yeah, I like, I love the, 
and the idea of when you're with someone as well is is good so yeah for me you just think about it and run through my head and I love the idea of just jumping on and chat and just hitting record and sending a voice note to your platform essentially Mm. and then the other one yeah if you meet someone on the street and you're having an interesting conversation that you can just hit record and just hold it between you or whatever one one great example of that uh, one for the rugby fans i'm sure there's a few rugby fans listen to this um have you heard of the rugby pod podcast with yeah. uh, big jim yeah, hamilton, jim and hamilton Andy Good. Andy Good. Yeah, yeah yeah so i'd be friends with jim he was my captain in my first season in gloucester Big, big podcast. One of the first people I ever told about Lemur as well. This is the, the mad thing about it before he blew up. But I was at home. It's almost a year ago now, is it? Uh, Journey of Six Nations, sorry. Journey of Six Nations back in Dublin. Walking down Grafton Street. And who did I see? Big Jim and Andy Good eating ice cream, hung over to bits. <laughs> and I, I bumped, Jim, what are you doing here? He's like, Shano, what are you doing here? He says, I'm Irish. I live here, you know? So um, the boys were on the, the Rugby Pod tour. They were doing their live tour for the Six Nations and they had been in Dublin the night before. They went out to Copperface Jacks on the piss and they were there till about three or four in the morning or whatever it was. So they were recovering and were a bit salty and we were chatting away, having a good catch up. Hadn't seen him in ages, him and Andy. And then I said, listen, Jim, he asked me actually, how's Lemur doing? I said, it's doing great. He says, sure. Do you want to record a cast? He goes, yeah, sure. So I whipped it out, recorded a quick five-minute podcast with the lads on the street in Grafton Street with the atmosphere, the, the sound, everything, and, and instantly published it. So that's a great example of that off-the-cuff. Um, for Again, because Jim, very, very busy. Andy, very busy. They have a massive schedule. For me to get him on my podcast would have taken a lot of organization and a lot of time. So um, that was great, and I was like... This is brilliant. I was delighted to have access, you know, to record that conversation. It was quite funny as well with the two lads. Hey, Brian here. I work one-on-one with rugby players, helping them perform better on the field, enjoy it more and maximise their careers. If you feel like there's more in you and don't want to have regrets down the line, head over to offfieldrugby.com now and book a free 30-minute Zoom consultation. And the link is in the show notes. On the call, you talk to me about where you're at now, what you would like to achieve, and I'll show you how I can help you get there. You then go off and decide if you want to invest in yourself and move forward with the one-on-one coaching. For teams, I do mental skills sessions over Zoom. Players will have mindset shifts on the call, but also they'll get exercises to practice going forward. So it's like an S&C program, but for your mental strength. If you're a coach or manager of a team, you can book a free 30-minute Zoom consultation now as well on offfieldrugby.com. If you have any other questions, you can get in touch with me through my social media, at Brian Moylet, at Offfield Rugby, or the website, offfieldrugby.com. All right, cheers. We'll get back into today's episode. Yeah, great. And then starting out, so like, chat to you about that, like, like you say, did you say eight years in or a number of years in and mm-hmm. like fair play to you because, you know, you were talking about stats about podcasts and whatever else, but business entrepreneurs, like the stats are just wild after one year, two years. 
of businesses still being still going and so yeah like chat to me how did you how did you get to here in that you have an idea you're whatever transition out of rugby and you mentioned funding and stuff like mm. like yeah how did you get to here um again it's coming back to the mindset and having lived this before you know you know i made a decision when i was 12 years of age i want to be a professional rugby player and didn't really achieve what i wanted in rugby in terms of being a first choice player in a professional rugby team to my first season in gloucester which was uh 12 years later when I was 24, 25. Um, but I had that belief and vision and, you know, against whatever odds are put a place in front of you and people saying, you're not good enough, you can't do it. The naysayers, as it were, as, as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, don't listen to the naysayers, you know? And it's been the exact same in this um, journey I'm on right now. Um, I have this idea, I have this vision, I have this belief, which is a very, very minutia. Uh, percentage of success um, in this domain that it can happen. It's the same as professional sport. You're talking about the top 1%. It's the same here. Um, but again, it's high risk, high reward. So there's a lot of sacrifice has to be made. You know, my life has been on hold outside of Lima, essentially, since I made the decision to do that. But I'm happy to do it because I said, right, I'm doing this. This is going to require millions if this has a chance of succeeding. So I knew that from day one. Okay, this is what it's going to take. Um, I'm very stubborn as well. So I says, I'm not going to to to, to give up. Um, I'm not stupid either. I, again, I like analogies and compare things. I'm not like the Adolf Hitler mind, mindset being in the bunker in Berlin in 1945 and still thinking you can win the war. <laughs> not that. But I am very confident um, and I have more belief now than I ever had because, as I said, the things the things that I said were going to happen have happened and we're amazingly positioned at the moment. In terms of get to this point from a fundraise perspective, yes, it's going to, it was going to take a lot of money that I didn't have personally to do this. I understand technology is a very, very expensive uh, space to get into. So I started off understood the product design side of things how to conceptualize a product you know find the problems find the solution this is an idea i have for a product and i didn't have any experience with technology and how to build it so i had to find a company um to build the software to build the app at the beginning an initial prototype and i said right i'll get an initial prototype and that would be enough to help me to get more money to to build the actual product that was required and that actual product turned into another product and so on and so forth. So it was a case of selling the dream uh, at the beginning, coming up with a, a, a pitch deck and going to some guys who had more money than me and say, listen, I have this vision for a product and I have this prediction for a market. And would you like to invest in my vision and my business? And at that stage, a lot of the time, and most investors will tell you this, especially for early stage startups, they're investing in the person just as much, if not more than the idea. Because they're like, right, if I give this guy money, is he going to give up two months into the, the thing if it doesn't hit his target? Or is he going to stick with it and 
whatever happens, give 100%. Again, the mindset of an athlete. And I've been training that already. And that's what helps sell the vision and get the initial money in. And then it's a case of you have those progress, you have those steps. So I said, right, I've got the money, you've got that initial progress at uh, the prototype. That's a win. They're small steps, but it's a step forward. And then you can use that as evidence to the next investor to say, listen, we've got this. These guys, these business guys invested at this stage when there was nothing, but we've achieved this. Do you want to join the journey too? And it's like that. And you're constantly doing it nonstop. It's evolving, going in the right direction, but the stakes get higher each time because, you know, as the business scales, the technology scales, you need more money. The valuation in the business um, goes up as well. So you're trying to convince people to give you more money, so on and so forth. Um, and then, you know, you have to get in a position where you're generating revenue. So like Lemur was pre-revenue for a long, long time, not making any money. So I was basically, as I, as I say, eating out of bean cans, a lot of the time not getting paid, surviving by paintings, because I do paint portraits as well, uh, earning very little money um, to keep the business alive because the financial gain, again, the rugby aspect, I didn't join, want to be a pro rugby player to make money off rugby. It's because I loved it and had a passion for it. But you also grow up and you say, I want to be paid what I'm worth and what I know my value is. And I have that lesson learned coming into this as well. So that helped me with my negotiation. And equity is my value for my business because it's a business that could be worth 100 million, could be worth a billion in two, three years, depending on um, how things go, you know. So that's a big part of it. Massive lessons learned there as well. Brilliant from a building a network perspective because the people I've met and um the businesses I've had opportunities to speak with has been brilliant has been excellent so whatever happens I've had huge experience like learned from some amazing people uh some of my investors incredible people as well I used to talk about the coaches I've been coached incredibly well by them and um it's a case of we're only things are only getting started or getting exciting now. So I'm in a fundraise again, as always, but I'm in a fundraise at the moment. But the difference with this fundraise, as opposed to all the previous ones, previous fundraises was about technology to build the tech, to test it. What do we need to build? What features do we need to change? Whereas now the raise is about the sales and the marketing to generate revenue and let people know we're here. This is who we are. And that's what's exciting. You know, um, are you again another analogy? We have a Bugatti Veyron, but I'm out pushing it by hand at the moment. <laughs> so I'm raising to get the money for the fuel, and that will be fun once we get that fuel. Unreal, unreal. I love what you mentioned as well about not having a plan B or you know, something around that, <clears throat> like going all in. And they said on, or they say on Dragon's Den that or sorry, investing in the person. And sorry, I kind of uh, added that on, but about investing in the person and Dragon's Den, they always say that if a entrepreneur has is still working their job, they won't invest. The entrepreneur has to quit their job. They have to be all in on what their product is to get investment because the investors know that if you have a, a backup plan, a way out, 
you'll you'll quit when the going gets tough and it's it's just fact and you mentioned arnie earlier i put him a quote from him in my book in chapter two or three i think chapter three is get rid of your plan b or get rid of the backup Mm -hmm. plan and arnie talks about it i never had a plan b i hate plan b's and all for that reason and like when you were 12 you weren't thinking i want to be a professional rugby player or this or this or this and i'm it'd be nice it's like no you wanted to do it that's what you're doing and you became it and it's so so important i've found you know same with podcasts like you say like or anything it's like you if you have a way out you'll take it you'll take it everyone will take it everyone will take the way out um and it's just it's just the way with everything and it's yeah, it's so interesting. You just you got to burn the boats. And, and the other thing what people don't realize is, and you mentioned it, is that failure is okay in that the person you become, like you say about you at rugby, me at rugby, I achieved far less than you. But the person I became from the, doing the rugby that I did were 10 times more beneficial than my MBA. Oh, yeah. Fact. 10 times more beneficial my rugby career even though it's looks like might look like nothing some people 10 times more more beneficial to me in everything in my life than my mba than my commerce than all this stuff and that's what people don't realize and the people they're the people who are who live in fear live cautiously and conservatively and they don't they nearly don't want to accept that you know that that or being an entrepreneur like you mentioned about your journey whatever happens happens but the person you become from committing yourself to something, from working as hard as you can, from, like you say, eating out of tins of beans. And I know exactly what you mean. Like, And when I left my job and it's, uh, yeah, it's worth it. And the person you become, geez, it's, it's hard to explain. Um, but yeah, it's so, so worth it. And like, like that, I know, I know that, like, look, I have such a belief and knowingness of where I, of my, you know, my future. I just, I've changed my mind, but mindset, but um, what it'll be, it'll be like, I, I, I don't worry. You know what I mean? Like, cause mm-hmm. I know that it'll um all be good. You have the, you have the confidence because you have the tools, you know, you have the tools in your, in your mind and in your heart from the hard lessons that you've learned through your previous career and the people you've met. And, and that's the thing, again, the coaches and you're the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. And in your rugby career, you're surrounded by the best of the best in that field, the high performers, the top one percenters, whether that's the coaches, the players who are a different gravy. And you have to have a certain mindset to do what we're just talking about there. You know, it's not for everyone and that's fine. Um, But the advantage we have is that we were trained by those types of people and it's all we know. So it's normal for us. So people go and they go like, I don't know how, geez, that's crazy. For me, it's just like breathing or getting up out of bed. That's just who I am and what my mindset is. It's not difficult in that regard. It is difficult, but it's not, you know? And that's the the great paradox of it. And I would rather this route than a nine to five, easy, you know, job clock in, clock out and comfortable and certain, because it's a, the mindset is you're always driving to achieve that unachievable goal, you know, 
and then you achieve it and then it's on to the next one. There has to be something. You have to have a mission. You have to have that thing to strive for. And as you said, if it fails, at least you know as long as you give absolutely everything, then you go, right, okay, it didn't work. What's next? What can I achieve? Um, and use the lessons learned from that, you know? So that's 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 a huge part of it, you know? 100%. And the thing is, is that it's like you say, it's all you know, and it's 100%. And it is, it's all I know too. But I tried the other thing, the nine to five, and earning really good money and comfortable mm. and whatever. But the thing is, is that it eats away at you. It eats mm. away at you if you are not, if you don't have a strong mission that you're you're passionate about. Or sorry, if you if you avoid it, if you avoid it, you know what I mean? Like if you if you had that idea for Lemur and then you're like you went to nine to five and you the, the idea won't go away. It stays there mm. and it eats away at you, you know? And if you don't go after it, and I think that that's a big reason this is a, maybe a big shout, but why a lot of people are not very happy mentally um, because they're living, they're essentially living small lives and they're, they know they can be more, they know they have more in them, but they're not going for it because they're afraid. They're afraid of failure. They're afraid of being a beginner. They're afraid of starting out. And they, so they just, they push it away and they, they just do the, as you say, the nine to five, not to, nothing wrong with that, but but they give up on their dreams and they don't chase them. And that just eats away at you and it's, it, it becomes hell. And then to get away from it, what people do is they, they go for vices. They go getting hammered every weekend mm. because, you know, just to get away from it all. Um, and, but when you're, like you say, when you're going after your dream, it's be it as a teenager, growing up as a rug wanting to be a rugby player be it as an entrepreneur be it as whatever it is that you're passionate about i find now the way i kind of think about it to myself like I, I had this i'm like every day i wake up it feels like summer holidays even though mm. it's even though i'm working I, like look it's i we jumped on here at 7 30 a.m my time like i was up at five go to the gym and i'll just work for the rest of the day and then some evenings i'm doing podcasts at 7 30 p.m i'm doing coaching calls with rugby players all over the world at 6 7 a.m or you know an 8 p.m and whatever because i'm in new zealand it's awkward timing but like yeah. it, it's, it's it's i love it like it's it's not it's not a it's not hard work whereas me sitting in an office doing something i hated doing 10 minutes into the day i was like fuck can i go get another coffee yeah and i think a big part of it as well is the independence of it and being your own boss, that's one thing that um, near the end of my rugby career that really I did not like, uh, especially the last season. It's great, you know, when things are going well, it's fine. But when things are not going well and you go, I'm stuck in this position, in this contract with someone who essentially the coaching staff who are dictating my life, my 12 years my 15, 16 years at that stage, I've dedicated every day of my life to this and with opinion, control everything. Basically ended my career just from an opinion, not for me. And I was like, I do not want to be in that position 
again, if I can avoid it. I want to be independent, make my own decisions, whether I succeed or fail. It's up to me. And I would rather that. I'd rather fail, but know that it was me uh, rather than uh, someone else deciding for me. So that's a big part of it as well, I think. And um, yeah, there's motivations there as well. Like the rugby, obviously, proving people wrong kind of thing is a great negatives can be amazing positives in that regard too but uh that's a big part of it as well so there's lots of, it's not a simple one answer t- to it but um i'm the same i love what i do i really do and um we're very very close to being blast off essentially again i was it's like we have a table full of gunpowder and there's guys running around with lit matches at the moment. <laughs> and they're the guys with the check and I'm just trying to grab them. Here, throw your match in there, will you? <laughs> so, um, we're very close. Unreal, unreal. And so that's just like, like you say, funding rounds. It's just, you've you've done so many funding rounds and like you say, you've got the app going and you've, you're, you're going and you're, making money but and now the next funding round you know it's just it's scaling all the time it's just it's a big one and that when you get that funding it just gives you the it gives you everything you need to just to take off yeah we're very unique in that regard like technically we're still a startup you know it's a long period but like it's r&d essentially we've been doing for years to get to this position we had a product the market didn't exist but now we have the product and the market has caught up so we're a turnkey as an investor. Anyone with a brain, this is what's so frustrating for me. I, they just don't, a lot of people just don't get it. And that's fine. But when you get in front of someone who does get it, and this is where the previous people who invested, they're like, holy shit, how has no one invested in this already? Um, so it's just finding that person is is the difficult one. You're knocking a lot of doors. Um, and the door will eventually open or the buses analogy you're waiting for buses none come and then three or four buses come in a row um we're due a bus fairly soon um which is which is going to be exciting and so there's that side of it as well and that's what i'm really looking forward to is that's that next phase in terms of obviously the revenue generation which gives me more uh, impetus to be able to add extra features and scale and grow and work with amazing people you know and uh, awesome podcast content creators like yourself who say, oh, you'd like to join the Lemur Affiliates program, you know, that kind of stuff. To, and, and that's the great thing about, I love conversation. I love meeting people and hearing their stories and um, their journey and all that. That's why I love podcasts, listening to those people. I, my business, that is my business. And everyone I talk to, I can essentially pitch Lemur to them because if you can talk, you can use the platform. Every industry, every genre, that's what's incredible about it. I'm not, you know, confined to one space, the sporting industry or, you know, engineering or accountancy only, all of them. So that's what's so exciting for. And that's the same thing in terms of just conveying that passion and emotion to to investors. And so the problem with a lot of um, the, the VCs and even, you know, government bodies and all this kind of thing is um, they don't look at it like, the bigger picture thinking they're about how much money does it make they don't actually care about the vision or the product or who's involved it's just numbers that's all that matters to them so at the stage we're at it's about not just the cash it's finding the people that actually see the vision 
and believe in it to get us to that next stage where the numbers will speak for themselves. And that that's, I suppose, the, the most difficult part for me or the frustrating part for me is, is just finding those people and getting in front of the right person. And uh, I would like, again, another analogy, fucking hitting them like there's no tomorrow, is when you're trying to raise money as an entrepreneur in a startup, in this side of the world in particular, so UK, Ireland, okay, where I've raised the majority of my money. Investors, the mindset is very risk adverse, very risk adverse. They like to sure thing. Talking back to that fear thing you're talking about, about people not taking risks. They're like that from an investment standpoint, the sure thing. So they like to wait at the finish line and pick the winner as an investor. Where in America, They'll bet on everyone on the starting line and the winner will pay for everyone. Mm. So that's the thing we have to overcome. Um, and that's the only barrier I see for me because uh, the confidence I have in the product, the confidence I have in our team, the confidence I have in our network. And that gives strength and confidence. And that's why I'm still doing this thing eight years later. So there's all the different kind of answering an earlier question of yours. is like, that's, that's all there. And it's very, very exciting um and again that 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 seeing something that was in your head come a reality as well um so there you go yeah spot on and it's so true and you're once, once again when you're starting out talking there i was like oh the yanks they just it's different venture capital over there it's they yeah they just invest in everything and then that's the model and then one in 20 succeed but that one in 20 pays for everything mm -hmm. and with the interest with the vision when you were talking there and it's something that I think is so important. I learned this from maybe I think Steve Harvey or someone, but saying like that you have your vision and other people don't have your vision mm -hmm. and that's okay. Don't get disheartened because they can't see what you see. And I know for you, like you're bit different in that you need to get money but you obviously i'm sure for every one that a good conversation you have 10 bad ones but or more but i found to say when i was and people do this so you have an idea of what you'd like to do anyone and it's so clear your vision you're like i'm gonna do this and then you go and talk to your friend and they look at you as if you have 10 heads and they and they're like what and then you talk to someone in your family and then they're like oh and then all of a sudden you're like geez i'm no i must be wrong i must be wrong because they're they've no clue what i'm saying so no no i'm wrong and then you just let go of it you know but they can't see your vision so you just and most of the world won't and I'm, that's just a fact most of the world won't until the vision comes to reality until it comes to fruition so it's like oh i'm gonna write a book it's like oh, what or i'm gonna do this or that the other whatever whatever and you're you i'm gonna do this like imagine the conversation pretty easy. You got me after two, three minutes. I was like, I get it. I'm, I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm getting it. You know, I was like, I get it. But if you told me that, I listened to my first podcast in 2016 when I moved to the States. Mm. A buddy mm. of mine was listening to Joe Rogan. I said, what's this? I jumped into his car. I was like, what's this? What channel is this? He goes, oh, it's a podcast. Uh, Joe Rogan. I go, what's a podcast? Yeah, and he goes, go. it's with two people <laughs> chat." It's, it's, I go 2016. I remember it. I moved there first January. I go, he goes, it's where two people chat to each other. And I go, why would you listen to that? 
Yeah. I looked at him so dismissively. <laughs> and then he goes, so dismissively, yeah. I thought he was just an idiot and a great friend of mine, Aaron Brown, if he's listening. But uh, And then he, um, and then he's like, oh, just give it a chance. I go, Joe Rogan, the guy of Fear Factor. And then I'm looking at this, my buddy, I'm like, what the hell? I'm in the car with you for the next for the next hour and you're putting on the fella from Fear Factor talking to someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then pretty soon with, within, obviously, you know, I gave it a chance and very quickly I was living in America. I was listening to some Irish podcasts like um, you know, Shadow Second Captains, the Irishman Abroad, these ones so I was living away. Mm. And then, you know, and just from there, then obviously you just um, you just listen, just podcasts become a thing. And then pretty soon I'm like, man, radio. I'm like, wow. You know, you talk about legacy media, you talk about the newspapers. I just think radio is so the newspapers, it's mad. Like I, I have not turned on the radio in my car in forever. No. And there's a, there's a massive resistance to it. I've spoken to a lot of um, agencies and stuff like that. There's a few people within your organization who get it. It's like joining this conversation. They get it, but the structure it's, it's, it's like, you know, trying to turn that oil tanker. We're in a speedboat at the moment. We can turn on a, on a dime. They're institutionalized. They're very, very slow to change. Risk adverse again. Or that we are the media. We know how it's done. And, you know, ego is an incredibly powerful thing in positive and negative. Depends on how you control that beast, you know. So, um either they adapt and evolve and, and change or they'll get left behind. And, you know, talk about Joe Rogan there. It's the same thing. When I started pitching Lemur and I was telling people and people were like, what's a podcast? And give me some examples. They'll go, does this guy Joe Rogan? And like, who? And now he, a hundred million pound contract and it gets more listeners than any of the mainstream media, you know? Mm. And it's only getting started. This is the mad thing mm. about it. It's only getting started. So. Yeah, that's very, so very true. It's, oh, yeah, it's so true. It's You're spot on with only getting started. And it's so funny. I feel that all the time. I'm like, like, I'm just learning. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still mm-hmm. learning. I've done over 100 episodes, but I'm like, still some of the mistakes I was making 20, 40 episodes ago. I'm like, wow. And even still just yeah, learning all the time. And it's like, when you say only getting started, yeah, so true. And it's so interesting. People just type back, but people who don't pursue things because they feel it's too late, like it's not like social, everything is so new. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like every, yeah. even every platform, like even, even Instagram, even if you want to start, you're not, you're not too late to start a YouTube channel. You're not too late to start an Instagram page. You're not, even though you say the, the numbers for sure, but like I say, if you become consistent, et cetera, or a podcast, all these things, it's still, when we're talking about radio and newspapers, you know, compare them. Oh, it's, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But it, it, it comes back, I was only having this discussion with my brother the other day. Uh, he's kind of in a position like that where he's looking at different avenues and directions to go and stuff like that. And it is the big thing. It's the, it's the, the, the fear of, uh, change or the risk factor and listen everyone has a different situation you know i'm single i've no kids that's a big thing you know when you become a, a father obviously it's not just about you anymore um but at the same time 
in order to provide for your family and your kids and your legacy and all that kind of stuff, you have to stick to your vision. And 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 there's all these factors, and you have to be um, very blinkered and selfish to a degree to stick to that vision and not waver as you say like i'm not of that type where people say you can't do it or it can't be done and i want to prove them even stronger or even harder that it can be you know don't tell me no (laughs) you know um and that got that fuels me more than anything else and unfortunately you get more of those people than you do of the the, the the support type you know that's just the nature of things for whatever reason but um it is it is an exciting time to get involved and as you said anyone who's listened to this who wants to get engaged or start with podcasts it's the best time in history to do so because the opportunity is still there but the marketplace is again talking about those stats it's going to be 500 million people listening to podcasts by the end of the year i'd say and there's not enough content. <laughs> there's not enough podcasters for them. So find your niche. There's a niche for everyone, something that you enjoy, whether it's sport, whether it's Marvel movies, whether it's Warhammer 40,000, I'm a Warhammer geek. Um, talk about that because that's what comes comes across as the passion, you know, and, and the fly in the wall and the conversation. And you're talking about making mistakes. That's what people like about podcasts. That's something that legacy media don't get is it, People can't relate to the overly high produced, perfect. It's not real. They like the fact that podcasts are low production to a certain extent and that it is literally a conversation. They're real people having real conversations with curse words, with mistakes, with, and they feel like they're with them in the room. And then they see you in a pub and they go, geez, Brian, what's the crack? How's it going? And they speak to you as if they know you. Um, so that's 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 why it's so exciting to get involved uh with podcasting um on that side of things 100 percent. well cheers um yeah last thing yeah absolutely you're so spot on about um passion and whatever you're passionate about it's easy like it's so easy so so easy and then you connect with other people who have similar ideas or passions and then it becomes so enjoyable like it's so yeah. i love having the conversations and it, they're easy once you get over yourself at the start it's difficult because you're nervous you're in your own head you're it's you're new to it of course like i used to write out pages of questions and i'd know what you eat for breakfast i'd do all the background information whereas and then you don't allow the conversation to flow and that's just look you just it's just learning like everything but yeah find your find what you're passionate about like yeah i started off at rugby and it's still rugby to an extent but it's more just about yeah well-being and high performance being the best version of you um but hey yeah shane thanks a mil i know it's uh late in the uk early for me in new zealand but um thanks a mil and so just chat to people just before you go like um i'm gonna download l-i-m-o-r um download the app and set up a profile but yeah just chat to people about yeah where to find it all that stuff yeah so of course you can you can check out the website um lemur.ie l-i-m-o-r.ie so you can read up in it there the bbc and obviously lemur enterprise which is focused for organizations and businesses Um, that's actually very exciting i'll just touch about that very briefly if that's okay brian and yeah essentially with that it's never been done before in the space so 
uh, enterprise customers purchase. This is our revenue model. They'll purchase an organizational profile. So the Sunday Times newspaper example. So let's say they bought an enterprise profile. Their 100 journalists can set up personal profiles for themselves. Those 100 journalists can then be linked to the business profile. They now have 100 podcasters anywhere, anytime. So you can have the sports journalist in Twickenham bumped into Mike Tindall or uh, Jim Hamilton, does a quick cast in the stands, hits publish, it's instantly on the business profile. And those 100 journalists can then respond in the voice comments to anyone who has any questions for them. So it gives your team studios in their pocket and interactive podcasting studios at that. And then you can also get a content management system where you can upload your pre-recorded audio. Only enterprise customers get that. So if you're an enterprise customer, you could upload your 100 previous episodes. They're now interactive episodes. So people can leave you voice comments on them and you can complement that with your, uh, your social audio casts and then you get the consultancy and the coaching aspect as an enterprise enterprise customer so that plans are nothing planning is everything we come in and sit down and say well what do you want to achieve how can you do it and give that structure that is lacking with most people so that's the lemur enterprise that's literally just gone live very very recently very exciting game changer doesn't exist anywhere in the world to my knowledge anything like that which is very innovative um and then, of course, there's the free version. Anyone can set up a profile. App Store, Google Play Store, download the app. You register your mobile number, similar to like a WhatsApp, and you're away. And uh, make sure you give Brian a follow when he sets up his profile on Lemur to build up his, his Lemur followers. And, of course, you can you can follow me, connect with me on social media as well, Shay Monaghan Designs on, on Instagram, Shay Monaghan on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. That's where, obviously, we connected, which was great. And um, yeah, this time next year, Rodney, you know, so 12 months, 18 months from time, we must do another cast again and see where things are. Yeah, 100% brilliant. Um, well, I'll be setting up our profile. I don't have one of those matches to throw uh, on your gunpowder. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe someone <laughs> listening yet. does, you know? <laughs> yeah, not just 100%, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, brilliant. Thanks a million for your time, Shane. Uh, been brilliant. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Cheers for listening into the pod today. If you're new to the pod, welcome. Be sure to check out some earlier episodes and subscribe wherever you're listening so that you get the new episodes when they're released. In my mid-twenties, I began studying the mind and that led me to playing the best rugby in my life and enjoying it so much all the time, like regardless of results. Whereas when I was younger, there were highs and lows and it felt uncertain, like I was on a roller coaster. But then when I began developing and harnessing my mind, it felt like I'd absolutely cracked the code. Now I work one-on-one with players and yes, I help you overcome challenges and we do mental skills work so that you can consistently perform at your peak. But I also help you expand your mind and grow as a person. You know the way you often feel like you have more in you. You have more to express. You have more to bring. And it kind of gets frustrating when, yes, you're getting some results, but you know you have more inside you. I help you bring that out. Every single player that I've worked with one-on-one for over 12 months 
has made a team that they didn't think they could make in that time and or signed a new increased contract that way more than covered the investment that they made in themselves for the one-on-one -on -one coaching. If you're a player or coach and would like to learn more, head over to offfieldrugby.com now and book your free 30-minute Zoom consultation with me. Through this podcast, I want to help millions of people live happier, more fulfilled and more successful lives because I absolutely know that it's possible. If you want to be an absolute legend now and help me out, there's three things you can do. First is to share the pod. You can send it on some friends, share it on social media and simply just tell people about it. Second, you can leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening now. On Apple Podcasts, when you click into the pod, you can scroll down and there's an option to leave a review and up to a five-star rating. And on Spotify, when you click into the pod, on the left-hand side, you'll see a little star. You can click on that and then leave up to a five-star rating again. And third thing, lastly, just make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. Those three things, sharing the pod, leaving a rating and a review and subscribing really, really help the podcast grow, helps us help more people. So thank you so, so much. Please connect with me over on social media. Instagram is at Brian Moylet, at Offfield Rugby. LinkedIn is Brian Moylet. And any thoughts, questions, feedback, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. Thanks, Emil, for listening today. I really, really appreciate it. Be good to yourself, get after it, and I will see you next week. Cheers.